listening to More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting a coach. Real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look of what the support system experiences, but no one discusses. So grab a drink, sit back and listen, because we're about to get real. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Stop listening. Press pause. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the ratings and reviews. Select five stars and give us a review. And if you're on Spotify, click our podcast page and click follow and download to listen to all of our episodes. Thanks so much. Enjoy this episode. Hi, welcome back, everyone. Hi, welcome. We are so excited. We have our good, good friend Cassidy here. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. We're so excited to have you here. Yeah. So just tell our listeners a little bit about you. We know Cassidy very well because she was at Washington State with us before we all went our separate ways on our journey. But Cassidy, go for it. All right. Well, um, I'm Cassidy Burmeister. Um, my husband is Tim Burmeister. We have been together for 10 years but married for three. We started our football journey at the University of North Texas. Tim spent four seasons there, and I was physically there for two of the seasons after we got married. And then after his four years at North Texas, he got offered a position at Washington State, which is where I got to meet the lovely Ashley and Brittany. Um, and so we spent one season there, and now we're currently at Utah State University. Tim primarily has always worked with linebackers. That was what he did at North Texas and at Washington State. But currently at Utah State, he is with working with special teams. So that is a new adventure for him right now. <laughs> so basically, he has football and you are a nurse, but you guys went to different colleges, right? Yeah. So um, we are both from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, we're high school sweethearts. So that's where we met, we started dating, and then we went to separate colleges in Wisconsin. So we kind of were long distance during college. He played football, you know, as a college football player. And then I went to nursing school. And then when he graduated college, he uh, moved down to the University of North Texas two weeks after he graduated. So it was just like, zero to 100 right away. Like <laughs> it was one of those things that of course he'd always talked about. I want to be a football coach. I want to be a football coach. And I'm in college. I'm focused on nursing school and I'm like, okay, whatever. And then he graduates and he's gone. And I was like, oh, okay. He was serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were still long distance then for two years when he first went down to Texas because I stayed behind in Wisconsin and I was working my first nursing job up there. So we were long distance Wisconsin to Texas for two years. That first year was horrible. Like I do not recommend that. We saw each other four times that entire year because that was Tim getting his feet wet in coaching for the first time. So he has no flexibility to come home and visit. I was working night shift on a trauma unit, just so stressed and like consumed by that. I didn't have too much flexibility to go to him. But then the second year of long distance, we were engaged. So that made it a little bit better. Like we saw the light at the end of the tunnel. So we got married in July of 2017. And then 
two weeks is like our common theme two weeks after our wedding then we moved down to texas and the rest is history we've been bouncing all over since that's crazy so when he said okay i want to be a football coach this is my dream what was your initial thought about football coaching honestly had no expectations like i i knew nothing about college football so i had no idea what we were getting into i would say it was even a different experience from when we were doing that long distance dating to then like actually physically being there and being a part of it because that very first season where we're newlyweds we had been long distance for years and years I'm so excited to just finally be with him and then August hits and it's not actually being with him he's gone all the time (laughs) so I mean I think expectations needed to be tweaked a little bit that first season but I didn't have any way to be prepared for that I didn't know anyone in the coaching world yet I mean Tim had told me he'd be gone a lot but again you don't really understand it until you're in it so that first season was definitely a learning curve (laughs) but you know I live to tell the tale I'm still here (laughs) yeah I am just thinking so like living in Wisconsin your entire life and then I guess you were just so happy at that point to be with Tim and be married and like finally you know down in Texas but that is a culture shock for you to go from the north all the way down to Texas so was it an adjustment like not only his schedule but like also culturally too like I feel like that'd be a big adjustment yeah for sure I mean it was my first time ever living out of state away from my family but I do actually feel so thankful that Texas was our first stop I mean, it was a great experience. We were a part of a really awesome staff, um, really great people. I got a good job working down there. We lived kind of, so University of North Texas is in Denton. And then I got a job in Fort Worth, Texas. So we lived kind of like halfway in between, if you're familiar with the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So it was was a great area to live in. Food is amazing. (laughs) Give me Texas barbecue again, please. As much of a, I guess, shock and adjustment as it was, I just look back at that and I, like I said, I'm so thankful that's where we started. And I mean, growth doesn't happen inside your comfort zone. So it definitely took me leaving Wisconsin, leaving my family, leaving home. And I feel really strongly that I don't think I'd be the same person if I was still in Wisconsin versus who I am now. So I'm overall thankful for our experiences. <laughs> you have such a good positive outlook on it. I love it. So then after Texas, then you had to move across the country to Pullman, Washington. Yeah, this is where it gets good. <laughs> um, so then we moved 30 hours from North Texas to Pullman, Washington. So that job opportunity came up and at first, my reaction was like, Pullman, Washington? Like, <laughs> like what? I, you know, I'd never heard of it. But then I actually felt total peace about it. So I felt really good about it. And again, I'm so thankful we ended up there because, of course, that's where I met you guys. And we had a great time together. And now that I'm gone from Pullman, I actually miss it. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely feel that too. I think Pullman is just one of those places too where, I don't know, maybe it's all college towns, but you just have that sense of like home and community and everyone just loves the school and I don't know, they're just so welcoming, I feel like. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Pullman's like a hidden treasure. You're right, the sense of community is so strong and there's awesome people there. Shout out to Jamie Boyd because I know she's going to (laughs) listen. 
<laughs> yeah, this is how just crazy of a journey it was. Cassie and I had never met each other and we ended up living next door. Like our house, we had townhouses, but they shared one wall in Pullman. And so we showed up a day apart from each other. I drove 30 hours from Texas as well with Carson. We were newlyweds taking that wonderful journey through South Dakota and through Montana all through there and I just remember like meeting Cassidy and I'm like okay this girl's really cool like we're gonna become real close real quick and you know I had met Brittany and so it's just so crazy like where you end up and like God plants you in these places and you just meet these people that just change you and so it's so funny because yes Jamie Boyd she is a treasure of Pullman such a great (laughs) soul and I hope she hears this but she is from Texas as well. And it's like, how in the world do you get to where you are? And so I totally agree. I I feel like Pullman, we were only there for seven months, all of us collectively, but we grew so much and so quick. I I mean, I think we all just like dove into the deep end and we just did life together. I mean, we went through some intense things together, just like in throughout what was going on in our lives. And we just clung onto each other. And I I mean, absolutely 1000%. I agree that, you know, God definitely put puts us in positions and puts people in our life for a reason. And I mean, you guys were my lifeline. (laughs) So I'm just incredibly thankful for that. And I think that's why that place feels so sweet to me now. It's because of the people and the relationships that you build. It is so crazy. The coincidences that Ashley and I had with our stories, they were basically mirroring each other, but we had no idea who we were until we became next door neighbors in Pullman. It's so funny though, because I feel like, just like you said, oh, not Pullman, Washington. I feel like all of our listeners can resonate with that, especially if you're in college football or in life. You go through things where you're like, ah, please, God, not that, you know? (laughs) And then it ends up being such a blessing in disguise. But I do want to talk about, because she is now in Utah and So what was your thought process with that? Because you guys kind of had a later call, I guess, to Utah State. Yeah. So, I mean, I know you guys have touched on your transition out of Pullman on your past episodes. So I think your listeners kind of know what happened between the whole situation. So Mike Leach just ended up taking a new job at Mississippi State. And it was kind of up in the air for a little bit. And you guys ended up going, which I remember how sweet you guys were just telling us because we were all just waiting for that. And I just remember being nothing but happy for you guys, like so happy. Of course, you just want your friends to have success and, you know, be settled. We were all just waiting for that answer. But unfortunately, Tim and I did not get asked to go. So we ended up sitting in Pullman for four months, just completely in the unknown. Like we had no idea what was going to happen. But again, looking back at things, I'm thankful for it. It was actually really sweet for us to have that time together. Obviously, it wasn't in the best situation, but we went from long distance to diving into football seasons and you're barely seeing each other. So really, that was the most amount of time that we had spent together in literally six years building up to that. So that was really sweet just to be able to have that time together. Of course, there's a lot of unknown. We were waiting to hear what was going to happen. Tim had those situations where a job opportunity comes up, you know, you get the phone call, you get the interview, you think something's going to happen and then it just doesn't work out. So we probably had three or four of those um, in between that course of a four month period. And so you're just kind of like sitting on the edge of your seat and you're like, okay, is this going to be it? Is this the one? 
okay, no, it's not. Okay, is this going to be the one? Okay, no, it's not. So we're just riding that roller coaster. But I'm very, very thankful for Tim's character and his personality. He's very driven and he's very hardworking and committed. And I mean, that's what makes him a great football coach, but he's also very humble, very patient, and very faithful. So we could really rely on each other and rely on our faith. I think it really helps when you look back on your story and you see where God has been so intentional in your story and he's been so faithful in providing things for you in the past. I think that's what kind of like fuels you and strengthens you during those hard times because you can look back and say, okay, I, I got through that and, and God made a way when I didn't see a way. So I know he's going to do it again. So that's kind of what we took as our approach. We had no idea what was going to happen, but we knew that we were in God's hands and we knew that he was going to be intentional with us again. So here we are at Utah State. I don't know the reason for it yet, but you, know, you never know the reason until you know, you're more down the road. So it was it was definitely an interesting position to be in for just being unemployed for four months, but we definitely grew as a couple and grew in our faith handling it. So again, thankful for it. That's all. I mean, you just have to look back and be thankful for your experiences, I guess. Yeah. So I want to ask two questions because I really think that everyone can benefit from your answers as a person because I just know that you handled it so well. In our past episode that we have already recorded, we talk about that middle ground where you have to be genuinely happy for those that are moving on and like doing things and you are stuck. And I just, I thought to myself that you handled it with the most grace and just had this wholesome heart and you were genuinely happy for Brittany and I, and you just stepped in. You're like, any way that I can help you. And Cassidy actually drove me to the airport to leave Pullman. And so, you know, it's just things like that. So how do you do it with your mindset and be 100% genuinely happy for those because you were not asked to go. And so you could have easily been bitter and angry and, you know, just like, why not me? So what did you, what was your mindset? Like, how did you do that? Well, that's a very good question. (laughs) Um, I mean, the first thing that pops into my head is really simple, just that I love you guys. And I think the basic definition of love is sacrifice. Like love is not selfish and it's not prideful. So to your point, yes, it probably would have been easy to be a little bitter or resentful and be like, well, why isn't this happening for us? But that's not what love is. And and we just grew so close. And you're such a big part of my life that, you know, I just wanted nothing but the best for you guys. So I don't really know what else to say besides that. But I... I do remember driving you to the airport and that was so hard because we were divided by just one wall in our house. And then I just remember coming home and knowing, okay, Ashley's not there anymore. Yeah, that, it was that wall. She's <laughs> not on the other side anymore. But again, I was so happy for you guys. I was just sad for me to lose your physical presence. But <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. I just want you guys to be happy. This is why she is an angel. I've always admired this about you since we met is just, just the grace and the compassion and the caring that you've always had. You have a really great mindset in all of this. I remember distinctly something you telling me about when 
Tim is either nervous or maybe impatient at the time where you kind of fill that gap. And that resonated with me because I feel like you definitely portray that. You are someone that you can say, yeah, she's just the steady hand and she's got it all figured out. And so I guess with that, we talked a little bit about her crazy schedule. So she is a nurse and right now she is working on the COVID unit, which is not an easy feat. But again, she handles it with grace. So you need to tell all of the listeners your schedule, what you have going on right now, because it is crazy. Yeah. So we live in Logan, Utah. That is where Utah State University is. And it is about an hour and a half north of Salt Lake City. And I work in Salt Lake City. So I drive an hour and a half, one direction. I work 12 hour night shifts. And then I drive an hour and a half back. (laughs) Um, And I do that because the hospital in our town of Logan is not hiring. It's just not as big of a healthcare market. So when we moved here, I just needed to expand my job search. So I ended up getting a job in Salt Lake City. And of course, we moved during the pandemic. So you as a nurse, I mean, you hit the ground running and you jump in where you're needed. And I think actually like kind of to speak on how I handle things. (laughs) I think definitely it is a large part influenced on my experience as a nurse, because I think, you know, our experiences kind of shape our perspective. So as a nurse, I truly do have the perspective of life and death sometimes. So even when unfortunate things happen in, in my life, there's a small voice in my head that says, okay, but this isn't life or death. You know, like it's, I I just kind of jump to that perspective. And then I, I tell myself, well, it's actually going to be okay. Are you walking? Are you talking? Are you breathing? You're good. (laughs) Which I mean, I don't mean to sound that in any like dark way, but it definitely adds that perspective just to be grateful for your health and for the basics sometimes. Because yes, I have definitely taken care of COVID patients. It is a crazy time. I mean, I, I know it's crazy for everyone. So I don't know if anyone's been personally affected by it who's listening. If you have been, I'm so, so sorry. My heart goes out to you guys. I can tell you in my personal experience, COVID's been a really unpredictable disease. And I think that's why it's been so dangerous so far. And and I have patients who are not COVID patients who have asked me this question. And maybe you guys have asked this too of, well, when is this all going to go away? Like, have you guys heard that question? Have you had that question? I don't know. But when my non-COVID patients ask me that question, I I kind of say to them in a gentle way, like, I don't think this is going away. I think this is a disease that just exists now. And we eventually have to figure out a way to manage it and, and live our lives knowing that it exists and it's out there. But if you really think about from a healthcare perspective, for a disease to be eradicated and gone from the entire world, the entire world needs to be vaccinated. So, um, and that, that raises a whole bunch of questions between, okay, is a vaccine safe? Is it effective? Can it be mass produced? Is it readily available to give to everyone? Like the accessibility part of it. So there's actually a lot of complications that go into that, especially because it is a pandemic and it is spread throughout the whole world. So that's why I kind of like try to gently tell my patients, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. And I, again, (laughs) I don't mean to be depressing, but I'm just trying to kind of gently soften that blow for everyone. I mean, it, it is a serious disease and 
I think it is going to be around for a while. So I'm sorry. That's so depressing. (laughs) No, I think that people want to hear from a nurse's perspective because I think that's so great because you were like, like you're in it. I think that that is just so big of you to be able to work in that atmosphere too, because I think that sometimes it can become a little bit overwhelming and a little bit negative because if you just see that all day long and then you come home and Utah State is not playing a season, they've already made that decision. So how are you still being positive because you are in it during the day and she's working night shifts. So not only are you exhausted, but you're saying this all day and then you come home and then there's no season. And so how are you handling that? Well, as far as no season goes, I mean, I'm going to be thankful and brag about my husband again because he has handled it very well. I mean, of course, he's bummed to not be playing football because I think all of us know how our coaches in our lives are they just live breathe and eat football so for him to not be having that of course you know I'm sad for him but he has handled it great he still goes into the office at least like half a day each day um as a staff they're still trying to figure out next steps um I mean this is uncharted territory for everyone you know what does not having a football season look like and how does that affect recruiting and how does it affect the off season and so there's a lot of unanswered questions right now that I can't really speak to because I don't really know what <laughs> what's okay. going to happen what they've talked about but as far as how I'm handling everything else I just have to chalk it up to my faith I mean I don't know how else to explain it besides I think you need to be rooted in something and have a source of hope. And for me, that's Jesus. That's how I get through all this stuff. You know, I think with our crazy football life, jobs come and go, situations come and go. So I think it can be really disheartening sometimes and discouraging when things don't work out the way you want them to. Um, But I just try to keep that perspective of my true identity is not as a coach's wife. My true identity is a child of God. And that can't be taken away no matter what the situation comes and goes as. Being a coach's wife is a hat that I wear and it's one of the roles that I have. um, But I'm also a nurse and I'm a sister and I'm a daughter and I'm a friend. So I mean, I think what keeps me grounded is just having more of that perspective of there's something bigger than myself. And Life is hard for everyone. So if you can make anyone else's life a little bit easier, if you have, you know, any gifts or talents, you know, we're all created for a unique purpose. So if you can tap into that and and use that to help the people around you, that's what we're made for. Life is hard. We got to help each other out. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good perspective. So if you were to go back and tell yourself in high school about the football world, what would you tell yourself? Oh my gosh. Well, I don't think high school me would believe it, but (laughs) I would tell myself that you're about to start a really awesome journey. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, growth doesn't happen inside your comfort zone. So every experience that we've had so far When I look back at our time at North Texas or at Washington State, I can see the growth I've experienced personally. And so that's why I've said, I'm just, I'm so thankful when I look back. I'm so thankful for those opportunities, even though there's definitely been challenges. And I mean, like I said, we 
the three of us dove into the deep end and we lived life together in Pullman. So, you know, the challenges that were going on at that time. So, I mean, actually we can just touch on that real quickly. Ashley, she mentioned I drove her to the airport. Well, she drove me to a surgery that I had because my husband couldn't. <laughs> so we really did a lot of life together. <laughs> Yeah, there was a couple times that Cassie and I were like, okay, we're either sister wives, not legally or how this works. But there was just many moments where they the guys weren't around. And so us girls had to like step in and we filled that gap, you know, that time. And so yes, I did drive her to her surgery. And fun fact is afterwards, she was a little loopy on her meds. And all she wanted was Panera. This girl was like, give me some Panera bread. And let me go home. So we did that. We did what Cassidy wanted. We got her some Panera. But there's just like little times like that. Like I look back and I'm like, if I would have never met Cassidy or I would have never met Brittany, I would not be the person that I am right now. And so it's just crazy to think that. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the journey and all the little things that happen along the way that you don't know are going to be significant down the line. But then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, that totally shaped me as a person. Again, I I know I've said this a lot of times, but I just look back and I'm so thankful. You know, it's definitely complicated at times. I don't want to like discredit anyone's journey who's like, why are you saying this is so easy? It's so hard. I mean, it is hard. it, It really is. But if you can choose to look at things from the perspective of gratitude, it totally changes everything. So, I mean, that's probably what I would tell my high school self is, um, or anyone getting into it, just, it's going to be hard. It's okay to acknowledge when it's hard. I think it's healthy to just take that beat and say, okay, this stinks, <laughs> but you don't dwell on it. That's the whole point. And you just always look for the good. There's, there's good everywhere. Even in crazy times, like a pandemic, there's still good. There's still people helping and fighting out there. So There's always something to be thankful for. Well, thank you so much. We loved having you on and of course, loved seeing you. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this interview on More Than a Season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at more than a season underscore women's guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time.